Hear ye, hear ye. Welcome to the Self-Medicated Podcast. I am your host, The Wayfair, as always. Let's go ahead and knock out a couple of housekeeping items first. Make sure you go follow us on Instagram at the Self-Med Pod. Subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to this. Where, where are folks listening to this at? Uh, they're listening to it at their baby mama's crib. Mm-hmm. They're listening to it on the way to work. Because mm-hmm. I know some of y'all niggas is going to work like me. They're listening to it in the comfort of their homes. People have definitely sure. listened to it while they're taking a shit. Absolutely. Um, on the way to the side niggas crib. And apparently now your coworkers are listening to it. Apparently. About to hit you with all kinds of questions. Shout out to y'all. Hopefully I've got you to say enough wild shit. <laughs> I'm really I got you I, different on uh Monday. I've been very tame on this podcast, I believe. Uh oh. I believe we might be able to turn that up soon. All right. Well, let this nigga make some money off this podcast. And really, <laughs> then those hop- that's when we can turn it up. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we're literally everywhere: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa. Just not title until we on title. Uh, but if you're listening, make sure you leave a review. Make sure you tell somebody about it too. Spread the word. Spread the love. Let's get into our, oh yeah, over-the-counter episodes. Over-the-counter episodes drop every Friday. Make sure y'all go check those out. Uh, over-the-counter, that's where we uh, bring the podcast to you. So you, the listener, get to basically participate. You can hit us up if you need advice. If you have a topic you want to bring to us, uh, you get to call in. You can stay anonymous if you need to. Uh, yeah. For clarity's sake, we will not be calling you live. We will set up a time to talk to you. Um, and make sure everything is copacetic as far as your safety and anonymity is concerned. Um, yeah, it was supposed to flow, it ain't flow like it was supposed to. <laughs> but um, yeah, make sure you go check out the over-the-counter episodes every Friday. Organic shout-out. This was a, a really good one because I could actually <laughs> vouch for this one in a way that I couldn't have for uh, some of the other organic shout-outs. But this week's organic shout-out goes to Cleo's Own Cottage. Uh, at Cleo's on Cottage on Instagram It's a restaurant Shit is fucking delicious um, It's a black owned restaurant It's out on the south side of Chicago If you look at their Instagram You will see all of the delicious food That they, they make Really great staff I think we appreciate the staff For all that they do Yeah, um, Black women owned Family owned It's black, beautiful Black business It's a beautiful thing And the food is off the chain We actually might Fuck around and have them Cater our wedding Low key, and also for the people that are in Chicago, and you do want to go there, they're only open on the weekends. I had to learn this the rough mm, way. Yes. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just keep that in mind before you go. I would encourage folks to follow them on Instagram because they put like the daily updates. Yeah. Um, you know, exclusive menu items, weird hours, <laughs> whatever on Instagram. So make sure y'all go follow them there. Make sure y'all tell them the self med pod sent you. Yeah. I would suggest trying. Uh well I had the flyover this week so yeah. the flyover is like catfish fillets with lump crab rumelade sauce chicken wings uh sides that shit sound like you went to a soul food buffet <laughs> basically yeah, for, yeah and got it a was plate fucking amazing that shit was so good yeah shout out to Chef Chris Harper mm-hmm. you know he said mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to Cleo's old cottage um, let's see. Anything else to get to before we get started? Uh, and also, if you want to support another black business, literally around the corner, you got uh, Honey One. It's one of my favorite uh, barbecue places in Chicago. So, check them Shout out, out to Honey One. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Uh, 
It is I, your host, Troy the Wayfair, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. the Banter Boss, a.k.a. Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. This is correct. Uh, Here, as always, with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, a.k.a. the box hunter, (laughs) a.k.a. one pop poppy, a.k.a. the bottom feeder. I'm bringing back eating ass in 2021, so slide in the DMs. So you're, wait, 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 wait. So now you're embracing the bottom feeder title? You gotta embrace it, man. That way, it it's not going anywhere. Take away the joke. It's no joke then. <laughs> uh, uh, eight mile style. Do not, um, do not. Oh yeah! Don't forget about our bet about me picking one of your AKAs. Don't forget. What was the bet? Don't forget. We didn't make it yet, but don't forget we making a bet. That's fine. I'm not. I'm pretty. I'm well, so now, since the Lakers bets. beat the Nuggets, we gotta figure out because I'm pretty sure it's gonna be the Heat. So yeah, Lakers heat. We gotta figure out what amount of games they're gonna win, or some kind of random offside mm-hmm, bet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have Who you gets been, MVP or something like that? Yeah. Have you been thinking of uh, potential names you want to add? Nah, but like I have one. I'm, based off of your story about the swimming pool, I like Playboy Troy, but that's not funny enough for me. You know, I have to Jesus think of something Christ. more offensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. I'm a little worried. But I'm not going to lose the bet. As you should be. I'm not going to lose the bet. So. Well, we'll see. We shall see. <laughs> um, how was your week, man? What did you, you get into this week? What did I get into this week? Yeah, I guess I guess I got into some goddamn work. Mm. <laughs> another, another person at my job got corona. Like two God more people, actually. Damn. These niggas is like catching it like flies. But luckily, again, not on my shift. Nice. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> but uh, so uh, that's been a little uh, hectic. I learned. I did learn. They had the nurse come and talk to us, and I learned some interesting stuff about um, COVID. So apparently, they're like, you know, it's a rumor going around that you know the person that. Um, tested positive is back at work and is still tested positive. I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, that was a rumor, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and it was like, and she was like, it's true. Um, what? She was like, you can test positive up to three months after you um, contracted it and not have any symptoms. She was like, um, this that's that's common. We've um, in the paper in the research with different. Um, um, forms of COVID that um, that happens, and she was like, "Think of it like strep throat, where you can catch strep throat, but you're only contagious so long after you've taken your medication. But when you test it, you'll still have it." And I believe the term she used was uh, viral shedding. So, like, mm. basically, it's the virus still breaking down, so you still have it in your body, but it's, it's not, not active. Fucking you up. Right? I was like, "Oh, okay. I still am not dabbing it up with this nigga." <laughs> <laughs> but, right, thanks for that. If- a tidbit of science So yeah. I learned that This week That's interesting I don't think I ever Really thought about Like It's definitely Slipped my mind That folks are still Doing research <laughs> <laughs> On this virus Right like uh, It's just not Top of mind for me anymore yeah, so. I mean the, I think It's confusing Because it's a lot of Misinformation mm-hmm. But like They've been studying COVID The virus itself For years This right. is just a sp- it's like the flu. It's like a specific strain. Yeah, it's just kind of wild. This year's version of COVID. So, right. like, they kind of have a lot of information about COVID in general. This one in particular is a little different because, like, 
it's important enough where they actually have to do new research and try to make a um, what do they call it a vaccine. So. In the uh, I'm still I'm still rolling with the Stephen A. doctrine. What's that? Wash your nasty hands. <laughs> it should be good. Wear your mask. I was like, put down the weed. <laughs> wash, wash your hands. Wear your mask, and you should be fucking fine. Honestly, stay your ass in the house when you can. But really, wash your hands. I feel like that that should handle a lot of it. Um, for me, it's been a decent week. I was saying earlier, it's about to be hell week at work. Uh, shit's about to get real there. Uh, wedding planning stuff is coming along nicely. I see, you. hopefully you go with Cleo's. I think I'm gonna go with Cleo's. There's a, there's just so many reasons to go with Cleo's. Oh, have you have you said on the podcast like you're trying to support the black businesses? So I guess if anybody has any homies that are in that realm, hit you yeah, up. wedding services, videographers, photographers. Probably picked a food place already. I don't know, whatever, all strippers. of the black shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, strippers at the wedding. DJ, you got a DJ? Yeah, we got a DJ. Okay. Yeah, if y'all know some black shit, let me know. <laughs> some <laughs> black wedding shit, let me know. Would love to support some black businesses for this uh, Juneteenth ass wedding. That would be lit. That would be dope. I think so. Yeah. Um, have I <laughs> have I talked about all of the things that you have to pay for at a wedding that are so so unnecessary. Um, I, I feel I t- like you. I you did. That. <laughs> <laughs> if you got something more you want to break down, I feel oh like every week you are gonna have something new. <laughs> you feel oh this my way. god! It's just it's absolutely insane to me. Do you know there has to be flowers? Like um, they call it a centerpiece yeah. on every table. Absolutely. Why? Um. You can't just be eating like at a picnic table with a cloth over it, nigga. You got to like. Why? It's about the ambiance of the setting. Like, you know how I light a candle every time somebody come over? It creates an ambiance. You got to create an ambiance. You said you want it to be lit. So, like, this is part of making it lit. Okay. Yeah. So, when I think of lit, I think of. It's going to have weed and. Oh, it's definitely going to be. <laughs> probably going to be weed party favors. Um, when I think of lit, I think of. Uh, red solo cups, paper yeah. plates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cookout style. It's very cookout style. <laughs> yeah, cookout style. It's very ghetto of you. Yes. <laughs> 1000%. But that it's also practical and functional. Literally having the the ambiance that you're talking about uh-huh. is not even a part of the ambiance that we're creating. It's like to me, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. I think it's just wild that we have to pay for fucking flowers on every table. I plan on don't getting nobody married like flowers. when I'm rich. And my table settings are gonna be like these uh five hundred dollar Joe Malone candles. So no, if we have okay, so think about that. Brother. A candle at a, every table, uh-huh. while I still think it's ridiculous, I yeah. can understand that more than flowers. And plus, the candle smells good, so the whole room exactly adds, that's how it adds to the ambiance. I don't understand the flowers, yeah. bro. <laughs> I don't. Well, the women like detective flowers. I know that. Um, the most recent one that I went Nobody to. Nobody likes flowers. Women like flowers. They proclaim to like flowers. Actually, somebody just told me they like flowers. That could have been the OTC episode. But oh, flowers? 
Mm-mm. Appropriate gifts. No, I was talking to someone. And they were saying how men. That's what it was. It's all making coming back now. So, um, I got two points. Talking to somebody and they were saying how men, um, <laughs> men think that it's enough just to provide for a woman and don't really think about romance. And um, I was like, yeah, I was like, romance is a relatively modern thing. And like historically, that has been more of the role for men is to provide and protect, not necessarily romance as well. That's a whole nother aspect because she was saying like the guy was trying to be romantic. He would always buy her flowers, but he would buy flowers she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like there's no thought behind it. She was like, I want someone that's um, thoughtful. I was like, that's a whole different segment. <laughs> like that's romantic a, and mean, thoughtful are separate. Yes. Because he's thoughtful by getting you flowers. Right. He's not romantic because he didn't get you the no, flowers. See, I would say like. it's the other way around. He's romantic by getting flowers, but, but not, not thoughtful by getting the right flowers. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, but my idea was that, you know how women are saying they have a biological clock? Yeah, yes. And like they have to have children at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that men have a... Um, a money clock essentially where like they have to make a certain amount before they feel comfortable having children. Some niggas. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> Some niggas is the woman is the money right. clock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but a decent <laughs> regular you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nigga, they have that going on. And I was like, I wonder at what point at what age do those start to intersect? Because I feel like it mm. tends to be Men tend to have that money thing down much later in life, closer to 30, 40, and women are usually 20, 30, where they mm-hmm. have that biological clock thing popping off. Yeah. And I was like, nature is a cruel animal. Yeah, if it was, I mean, if the <laughs> shit lined up, it just yeah. made too much sense. <laughs> it would be way too easy. But I don't think people account for that when they do have children, though. Because, mm. like, um, children are expensive if you want to raise them correctly, right? Yeah. You, got, you could... Have children and you know not have the most resources and still raise a great child. But like if you want to, you know, people want to put them in really good schools, make sure they have really good food, like healthy food. Mm-hmm. Those things, those cost money, and that intersection doesn't happen a lot of times. So just something to think about. Yeah, yeah, that's um, <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. I think that uh. Do you know people who have planned to have kids? Um, most of my friends that are older than me are planning to have them, but haven't had them yet. Except for my friend in Atlanta that I told you about. Okay, he got three kids now. So, yeah, um, yeah. Most I've noticed that most of my friends that are from like middle class, um, they plan to have the children, or at least. Um, Are planning to have children. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I, most of my friends from the hood, they don't from the hood. They don't have kids, <laughs> so they plan that way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Most people I know with kids weren't trying to have kids. Mm. I always found. I always thought that was Shout interesting. Out to Malik. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. The uh, yeah. Most people I know like with, with kids, they weren't. Necessarily in a situation where they were hope like trying to start mm-hmm. a family, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that's like a, a generational thing. 
Hmm. Um, oh. Because I also see, but now, now that you say that, the social economic status of some of these folks actually is revealing some trends. Because I know a lot of folks who uh, just decided to wait to have kids based on their financial situation and trying to be in a better financial situation before even thinking about children. Mm. Or they just had kids. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) depending on the individual, having kids will motivate you to get to that financial status. That's what I would assume would happen for me, just the way my mindset is. Right. But... I don't know. I don't. I'm pretty. I know everybody isn't like that. Right. <laughs> so some people have that, or some guys have that, where they have the kids and they try to avoid the responsibility of getting to that financial level at all costs. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, it's individual based. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's talk about uh, Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor uh, was in the news this week once again because the grand jury decision on uh, if to charge the cops involved in her murder came out this week. Um, no surprises here. No cops yeah. were indicted for murder or anything like that. One cop did get uh, three charges for wanton endangerment. Yeah, um, which is basically reckless endangerment. Um, wanton. Yeah, his, <laughs> that's a weird word. <laughs> do you listen to Lil B? Yeah, wanton soup. Yeah, that's what I'm on, saying. Okay, I do. Whoop! Um, to pull my Lil B card. <laughs> <laughs> Base God. Um, so basically the the. So one cop who faced charges, his charges were basically about endangering the neighbors. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically that's about it. Well, I, <laughs> like I, I've been researching this case because like a lot of things I thought I knew when I first heard about it were not true. Agreed. So like I started researching it and he like he didn't actually shoot Brianna Taylor. So. The cop that was charged? Yeah. Right. None of his bullets touched her. His charges make sense because he did something illegal where they have a law in um, Kentucky where, like, you have to have visuals before you shoot. Mm-hmm. So this nigga just started shooting in the window with the blinds down. Dumping blindly, right. And that's how he ended up shooting in the other people's building. Right. So his charges make sense. The other two officers, it's a little tricky. How um, so? Because... I honestly don't know. Be careful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. You don't want to be Shaq out here this week. <laughs> Charles Barkley. <laughs> I honestly don't know if they um, made their announcement of who they were. That part is, I honestly don't know. Like, literally, one neighbor said he heard something. Everybody else said he they didn't. The neighbor the that heard about it, that is the, he, he was, was right the, above them. He was the upstairs neighbor. Right. The and also, neighbors didn't hear shit. And also, that's not the part that confuses me, but he said twice that he heard nothing. Then the third time they interviewed him, which I'm assuming they pressured him, he said he heard something. I don't think people know that part. Um, So, and to me, if I'm a police officer, it doesn't make sense not to announce myself. Because if you break into somebody's house that you suspect has drugs and all these things, it would make sense because they're going to start shooting. Because that's what happened. But apparently, from what I've heard, the difference between a no-knock and an announcement are very, very similar. Technical. Yeah, it's very similar. Like, you might hear police, boom. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or like, boom. 
police. police. <laughs> you know, is that negligible? So, um, like, if they didn't make their announcement and they just started banging on the door, the brother, um, I forget his Kenneth Powers. Is it Powers? I don't know. It's oh, it Taylor. Okay, no, uh, Brianna Taylor. Yeah. So he was perfectly within his rights to start shooting. He had to go and register, which you didn't have to do at the time. In um, Kentucky, you had to register because you you're you allowed to have a gun in your home and use it for self-defense. And he heard the banging. He started shooting. So he's reasonably justified in his shooting. The police got shot, so they started shooting back, which I think makes sense. If I'm a police officer, I'm going to start shooting back if somebody's shooting at me. Unfortunately, they didn't hit the person shooting at them. So that's where it gets tricky because, like, it makes sense for both parties to start shooting at each other. Unfortunately, she ended up getting shot. So I don't know what you do in that situation. Yeah. I think that's why they just ended up giving them the money. Mm, $12 million. And to be honest, if, if I get killed by the police in that way, I'd rather my, my family have the money than the niggas get convicted, to be honest with you. Because mm. now they broke. <laughs> yeah. And I'm dead. At least they have some millions to at least do that. And at least they've changed some of the laws and practices based off of this. Right. But, like, I honestly don't know what you could do in that situation as far as charging the police. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Let's. Um, Break it down. Let's. Let's say mm-hmm. that the. All right, so the situation that we, the, um, and these aren't even facts, but like some things that had happened. <laughs> what had happened were, was. Right, was uh, apparently the police went to an address to serve a warrant. Yep. In the process of serving that warrant, they were fired upon. Mm-hmm. They fired back. Yep. And as a result of them firing back, an innocent woman was killed. Yep. That's pretty much like just the facts part, right? Now, what happens in between here and how all of these things yeah. happen is just going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult because of, you know, corroborating eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. You can't trust the police. We actually True. know for sure that they was lying. <laughs> they <definitely laughs> About after the aftermath, they definitely lied. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot there. I am not a forensic expert. Yeah. I don't have any kind of training in crime scene investigation. Yeah. I was just armed with the good brain that the Lord gave me. <laughs> okay. And so I'm going to use that brain (laughs) to raise a couple questions that just don't make sense to me. All right. Let's hear them. Question number one. Mm -hmm. Y'all are cops specially trained to serve these warrants. Right. You mean to tell me you didn't shoot the person that shot at you once? That part. 30 times into this apartment. Yeah. And the only person you happened to hit. Was the sleeping one? See, that's that's the thing. She wasn't sleeping. So that that's, I think this is a part that is part not of contention. confirmed. Yeah. yeah, this is not confirmed. Well, what I read from the forensics was she was not sleeping in the bed. She was up. So what I've read, I've read both things. Okay, you too. What yeah. I've uh, what I've read was 
uh, from the cop side of the story that when they opened the door, they saw two people. Yeah. Another story that I heard was she was still in the bed. She was woke, but she yeah. stayed in the bed while he went to check out what was going on. Yeah. So I've heard I've heard both stories too. Which one makes more sense to you? Um, it would probably make more sense to me if she was up and in the bed and sent her nigga to go check on what's happening. See, it would make more sense to me that she was up checking with him because they are the worst shooters in the world. If you see the line of fire coming at you and you shoot away from it. Well, the problem that, with this is that's confusing. either way, in either story, it makes no sense that she's the only one who got shot. For the number of bullets, for them to know that somebody was shooting at them yeah. and all of the bullets missed the person that you were shooting, that yeah. that I'm like, yeah, that, that's wild to me. Yeah, either it's just like a, a the whole situation is unfortunate, but it's super unfortunate that happened or they're just the most poorly trained that <laughs> niggas ever. Like so that, some that of the, some some things that just don't make sense to my common brain. You are mm. trained police officers, trained to execute warrants. You, 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 you do this. Yeah. The, How the fuck did you not hit? This is a, the funny thing is most of the times for drug offenses, like what this was, is why they were checking it. Mm -hmm. Is they use in um, Kentucky they usually send SWAT in, right? Yes. Yep. Who are way more efficient and. Where the proper gear for somebody to start shooting at them right. to handle the situation. Right. And usually have ambulances on deck when the SWAT does it. They waved away the ambulance with the Brianna Terror because they use the local police. Right. So um, because of that, I think there were so, a lot of missteps that happened that would have been avoided if there was SWAT. And also, um, it's, it's weird. Because of the low level of her involvement, they thought, she wasn't this drug thing. They didn't. They thought they didn't need SWAT, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because SWAT probably would have, ha hopefully, have handled the situation better. Right. So, yeah. A couple more common sense it's things. All fucked, yeah. A couple more common sense things. I don't know if you watched the press conference, but the Attorney General Coon Cameron said <laughs> that she was shot six times, not five, yeah. and that they found an additional bullet. <laughs> well, he, he didn't say a bullet. No, he did. Uh, he said a projectile. Okay, I, I watched it. Okay, he it did different. say projectile lodged in her foot. Yep. Mm. Oh, I'm using this as a segue. Trust. Oh, okay. Trust. <laughs> lodged in her foot. Mm -hmm. Um, that was like a six shot that wasn't reported. Yeah. Right. Which for me brings up the next common sense question of why the fuck is there so much discrepancy and cover up about her death? If yeah. it was an accident, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, if, if that part of the story happened how it happened, mm -hmm. then why the necessity for trying to lie and cover up and not take care of this black woman, not see if she was all right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There was mm -hmm. a lot of things... That, you know, even giving them the benefit of the doubt, just yeah. the facts of things, it's just like, but why though? Yeah. So all yeah. of those things added up together. I think you make a compelling statement when you say, you know, who's at fault. It's hard to say who's at yeah. fault. I know like on a, <laughs> like people are like on social media, it's easy to create a narrative and stick with it. But if you look at the facts, it's, 
it's very difficult to determine like who's at fault because the people that were shooting seemed at right for the reasons why they were shooting. Yeah. So, what I will say is, you know, in this situation, it seems like nobody was really in the wrong. Everybody was in the right. But to me, this is one example of, um, you know, an argument for abolishing the police. At least yeah. uh, currently that, is how they stand. Yeah. <clears throat> because what, what we're basically saying is that those police were very much so in their right. And mm-hmm. there's no accountability for them murdering innocent people. Yeah. By accident or otherwise, and there's nothing wrong with them covering it up yeah. and lying and not being transparent about it. Yeah. And so to me, that is an indication, even a, even stronger indication of a systematic problem. Yeah. The fact that a cop was charged for endangering the lives of neighbors who didn't get shot. Yeah. But the life that was taken... Yeah. <laughs> that was not a target of the thing yeah. was not even accounted for there was n- there was nothing for that and to me that's kind of the essential comparison here one cop was actually charged yeah. which is, with endangering the lives of people who ain't have nothing to do with this but no one was charged for taking the life of yeah. someone who didn't have anything to do with this that that to me is where the statement uh, it's it's very black and white here <laughs> of all right mm. well this is a structural issue then because yeah. the structure itself allows for the police to behave in this way with yeah. no accountability I believe the police should be charged how if there are police they should be charged how citizens are charged like Correct. so the, nigg- the niggas that shot her should have been at the bare minimum manslaughter minimum um because like if I try to kill somebody and I'm shooting in the house, which, and I end up killing a random person that I didn't intend to kill, I would kill, get caught for the murder I, for the person I wanted to shoot at, and the person I unintentionally shot at. Yep. So like, yeah, but they I can't remember what the rule, what the term is for police. Where like, um, as long as they felt endangered for their lives, it pretty much can justify any. Yeah, you can do whatever. Yeah, you want. I forgot what that term is called, but like, yeah. So That's yeah, th- to me, the, this bullshit. highlights kind of the. <laughs> this is almost, um, a, I hate using this type of language, but a better argument for was it defund the police is the marketing phrase that they're using yeah. right now, uh, more so than Ahmad Arbery or George Floyd because, um, specifically George Floyd because oh, Ahmad Arbery yeah, didn't have a police involved, but yeah. with George Floyd. You know, there's a lot of conversation of just the police just acted outside of their job. They took liberties mm. with their power and their mm. position, which resulted in someone's death. The Breonna Taylor situation is, nope, they were right. <laughs> right? Like, that's, to yeah. me, a better argument for, oh, they were right in this. They, they're they allowed to do way too much that they shouldn't have. I am a police abolitionist. I don't think we need cops. Um yeah. I'm not going to use this platform here to make that argument, but (laughs) I will say there's a lot of things that are compelling about the Breonna Taylor situation as unfortunate as it was. um, You know, it's very hard to say that, you know, just based on the facts, the cover up and all of that besides we're putting that aside, but it's hard to say that anyone was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, But to me, that's the problem. You don't get like, you don't just get to kill people. And be like, well, that was just part of the job, and that just all. is what yeah. it is. Like that, 
uh, that that can't fly. <laughs> that yeah. can't be a thing. Um. Also, this is what might get me in trouble. Here we go. <laughs> I keep seeing like um, people say protect black women, which I agree with, and I do. But I feel like we also should give that brother some props for actually protecting his black woman, mm-hmm. which unfortunately he wasn't able to prevent any harm from her, but he literally was protecting her. I just want to give him his props for actually doing that. Cause there's a lot of niggas out here that would not be busting that gun. If they heard that sound at the door. <laughs> so, I, you know, I just want to acknowledge him for that. I think Kenneth Walker deserves a real nigga award for a Absolutely. bunch of different reasons. I don't know if you know the whole backstory between him and Brianna's relationship. I do a little. Uh, rumor has it that Kenneth and Brianna dated before they okay. broke up. Then she started dating the drug dealer. Mm. Then they broke up, and Kenneth came back and was worried that the ex was going to come back. Oh, okay, into yeah, the yeah, crib. Yeah, that's what we. I think that's and what they that's said. What that's what he thought, thought it was exactly. Which yeah. is why when he called out and asked who was it, and they didn't say police. Mm-hmm. Which is so. That's the other thing about that third interview. I don't think he ever denied that they knocked. Yeah. Yeah, nobody denies that they heard the noggin. Right. This is whether they said police. Exactly. And what he said, to my understanding, what he said is he called out several times, who is it, and never got a response or heard the response to that question. So when they finally just bust the door down, he just started dumping at whoever it is, which Which makes sense to me. Which you should do. Yeah. (laughs) That should make sense to me. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, man, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. I think this... um, this situation, I think, really, like, you know, we talk a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. This is an example that's real concrete that says Black Lives really don't matter. You think Which, so? Yeah, I do. Because the problem is the person who was killed didn't matter. The people who were potentially in danger oh, did. Yeah, I see you. Yeah. That's, 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 that's pretty clear to me. <laughs> like yeah, okay. this matter. I guess y'all I was matter, thinking y'all don't. The before the fact when you say that, but after the fact where they could have had a chance to try, at least try to help her, right? And send an ambulance away and all of that. Yeah, you're right. That's what I mean by Black Lives Don't yeah. Matter. And I think I that's agree. what people yeah. mean when they say Black women don't matter. Because mm. after all of that, y'all just gonna let her lay on the floor like that? Y'all gonna mm. lie to her people about what happened? Y'all gonna try to cover up what mm. happened? Like that's the part where where I think folks are like, oh. Y'all don't care about black women. Y'all don't care about black people, black yeah. lives. Like, that's where I think a lot of that comes from. Mm. Okay. Speaking of other black women that have not been protected Ooh. recently, on a, I can't even say on a much lighter note. I can't. Nobody died. That's true. Yeah. And according so, to some sources, nobody got shot either. Well, I don't know about that. I have I a theory. That. I have oh, a theory. I can't wait. So, if you don't know, we are talking about uh, um, the Heightless Wonder, <laughs> Tory Lanez. J-Star. J-Star. <laughs> this nigga put out a 17-track album to basically explain his side of the story of the situation that happened on that fateful night with Meg the Stallion. Um, Tory said a lot. He, uh, mm-hmm. you know... Basically disputed a lot He said a lot I think that It was very very interesting Um, First of all I will say I listened to the whole thing I actually debated Whether Mm -hmm. I wanted to listen to this Um, 
I really? did, yeah, because I didn't know if I wanted to support it. Um, a similar situation happened a few huh. weeks ago when uh, Takashi Six Nine album came out. Uh, I actually wanted to listen to it, yeah, but I couldn't give him no streams. Right? How is it's to me? This is like voting, right? Where like your individual vote doesn't necessarily mean anything, but as a whole. You can make an impact. So, like, this is a matter of morals than a matter of, like, support, I guess. Yeah. For me, I just didn't want to contribute my downloads. Because <laughs> like, it's, it's on... Um, niggas don't get paid on... Um, on SoundCloud? Do they? You you can get paid based on downloads. Ah. Uh, yeah. Not streams? Not streams. Oh. Well, there you have it. Um, but I, I think my thing was I just didn't want Now that's not to say I wouldn't listen to it But yeah. I wouldn't want My thirteen ninety nine a month Going towards that If right. that makes sense yeah. Right Like yeah. So So I was conflicted With, with Tori's thing as well Cause I don't I Just didn't really want to Feel like supporting this nigga Yeah um, I, uh, <laughs> I hate that the nigga hit us With a rope of dope though Like Yeah for sure I thought he was just gonna go On Instagram yeah. live And talk his shit Yeah but of course he marketed it And I also didn't appreciate that To that okie doke Cause you could've just told us what happened Yeah And then put the album out after Or something like that Some some comment yeah. I didn't like exploiting this moment for profit I didn't like that I guess if I'm going to be consistent Cause I'm always saying If an artist is going through something To put out some music True I'll have to say that I didn't like it That he did it But I thought it was a smart move Mm. Because now you have people that are your fans that are going to consume it, people that hate you, they're going to hate listen. Yep. And them hate listening is going to create more people to listen to it because now people are going to want to see what the heck people are like mad about or, you know, right. upset with them. The other lens that I approached listening to this project too was I wanted to hear. His explanation. Yeah. Not that I believed it. Not that right. any of that. I just wanted to hear another perspective of what went down. Because I don't believe. Uh, let me walk that back. <laughs> I think that all stories have multiple sides to them. Yeah. And we so far have only heard one side of and the story. And you said that you think it's important to hear all sides. So. Not I that all it, sides are true or all sides matter, but at least to get some kind of Well, at least to even be able to compare what you think is the lie, right? Yeah. Like, it's hard to compare or verify yeah. or even evaluate the veracity of anything if you only hear yeah. one version of the event. Um, so all of that uh, went into Your consideration. consideration. Um, I can't say that I thought about it that much. He was like, oh, yeah, let me, let me hear this shit. Well, I'm, I don't like, I feel like on social media, people try to bully you into taking their perspective, which mm -hmm. I don't like. So I'm a contrarian by nature because it's in general, but because of stuff like that, I'm just going to do the opposite. Right. We're like, based off of the evidence, I feel like there's parts I still don't understand. So I just wanted to gain a better understanding. Like I said, I have a theory where I definitely think he shot at her but I just wanted to see what he was going to say about it right I didn't know if it was going to be an apology I didn't know if it was going to be him denying it I didn't know what it was but at least like I try to give people a chance to redeem themselves mm -hmm. a lot of times in our culture the cancel culture 
people don't allow that to happen. Some things are unredeemable. Yes, I understand that. But um, I still want to give people, I'm Christ-like in that way, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I want to give people the chance to redeem themselves and do better. Like, at one point, Chris Brown was a pariah. People, I understand people still don't fuck with him. But if Rihanna forgives him, how the fuck am I still going to hold a grudge? Right. He's worked past it. She's worked past it. He's grown and been better about not abusing women. I don't know about as far as treating women. But, yeah. So, like, I just wanted to see if he was going to redeem himself or try to at least. Yeah, I definitely, I feel you on that. I think that he definitely deserves an opportunity to speak his piece and definitely mm-hmm. redeem himself. Um, and I think I was open to that before listening to the project. <laughs> But once I listened to the project, I think I had a different outlook. I was... Okay. um, So let's talk generally about our thoughts on the album. And then I want to do a... Maybe not a full lyric breakdown, but I want to talk about some of these lines on on one specific song. Okay. But for me overall, uh, we've talked about the Toxic Nigga playbook on this podcast before. (laughs) Um, And... You know, as a reformed toxic nigga, mm-hmm. I might have wrote this chapter <laughs> on the "You Can Always Come Back." Okay, I'm glad you clarified what chapter you wrote. Yeah, because the chapter, <laughs> the chapter where you, <laughs> the chapter where you um, flip your transgressions. Yeah, it's called gaslighting in a lot a lot of places. Yeah, but you yeah. you you gaslight the other person, and mm-hmm. then even though. Uh, in the victim role, you let them know that it's okay. It's right. fine. I don't blame you. I'm not mad at you. You can always come back. So you That's try to. true. I've had that happen to me by a woman. So yeah. I know how exactly how that shit feels. Um, and so that's what my problem is. It, it, it reeks. Mm. It reeks toxic nigga, mm. problematic, toxic masculinity. The album itself does. Every last one of them tracks. There's whole tracks. Listen, man, I see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. He fucked up. He did some dumb shit, but Megan did some dumb shit, too. Uh-oh. And he is literally, he, all he's doing. Break that down, brother. Yeah, all he's doing, my perception for the album is, all uh-huh. he's doing is saying, you really think what I did was, is as bad as what you did? Mm. That's what I think he's positioning. And playing on her guilt, like, listen, we could just forget about all of this shit. Yeah. It's not even... It's not even that big of a deal. We can get past this. And I think that that is very intentional. Okay. To kind of, hey, yo, it didn't happen like you, the way you saying it happened. You know that. I know that. But let's just forget it. You can always come back to me. Right? (laughs) Instead of. So you're saying they both did some fucked up shit or something. I think they, I think that there's more to this story. And I think that the way that Tori is playing it is the regular uh, classic toxic nigga. Yeah, I fucked up, but me and you both know what you did. And it can be forgiven. I feel like the thing that gives that um, opinion the most credence is that the fact that he has not been charged with what she accused him of. Um, Yeah, no, that's true. And like I feel like either he's well, he did get charged with possession of a weapon, right? But he didn't. Get, she said, "You shot me, nigga." The her words, right? Yeah. And if 
he's taking this long to respond. I get, clearly this nigga was making music, but if he's taking this long to respond, either he's dumb as fuck <laughs> by responding, going against what his lawyers have told him, or his lawyers have told him and said, you know, they're not going to charge you for this. They're just going to charge you for that possession. Then he was like, green light. So I'm assuming that's what happened. Or like I said, he could be dumb. I never allow people not to be stupid. Yeah. So the, um, oh, I want to hear your your overall review of the album, which you, what, yeah. what bubbled up to the surface. For I'm going to be honest because I, I like to be transparent. That shit adds some bangers. And the lyrics were pretty interesting because he was calling out some people in ways that I thought were poignant. Um, you got some dirt on some of you niggas. Yeah, specifically, <laughs> I, I like I I like the points he made about Kalani and um, I think JoJo. Mm-hmm. He kept talking about them, but <laughs> specifically about them making these um, kind of like fake. Um, gestures of mm-hmm. uh, support by taking him off the deluxe version of the albums, but leaving them on the original version. Yeah, and those original <laughs> versions are still getting streams. Exactly. So they're still profiting off of it, which I thought is a, interesting. You know, you know. That's not proof. <laughs> it's it's still debatable, but it's a good piece of evidence. evidence. These are facts. <laughs> These are facts. And I didn't know Tory Lanez was that funny because. <laughs> I just don't be listening. I, I don't know. R and B sometimes I just be listening to the beats. I be listening like an old person. Just, right, right, right. The humming and the <laughs> the um, one other thing that I took away from this was I don't think um, I think I think Tori is a lot smarter and calculated than people might assume. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, when I said he's either dumb as fuck or he got the clearance from his lawyers, I'm assuming he got the clearance because the way he did the quarantine radio and all the other music and the chicks tapes and getting the clearance for all of that, he has to be has some some, some level of intelligence. Yeah, I think there's um, I think there's some interesting things going on. I think that the court of public opinion in these times is always going to be swayed toward Meg. Um, I also just. Like if again the common sense part, right? Okay, Meg was shot, and mm-hmm. she says it was you. You got charged with unlawful possession of a weapon. Yeah, these are the only things that we have to go on. So if you're gonna sit here and say, "Yeah, Meg got shot, but I didn't shoot her," mm-hmm. the shooter passed me the gun. You still kind of a sucker, nigga. You said that? No, no. Oh, okay. What okay. he said was he didn't shoot her. Yeah, and he said your back was turned, shorty. How so you, how who how how do you know who shot you? That's what he said. See, this is where my theory comes in. You want to hear the theory? Yes, please. All right. So, as you just mentioned, you think he's you think he's smarter and more strategic than maybe some people might assume, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he definitely shot at her, but he didn't shoot her. Because to me, that would explain why she did not have any broken bones. Because if she did get shot in the foot, she must have got shot with a fucking BB gun the way her wounds looked. Right? So I'm I'm assuming he shot at the ground and 
like concrete hit her from the like the bullets um, hitting the concrete and wounded her that way because that would also only make sense to me why she ended up back in the car because I think he was on some drunk shit shot at her it um hit like hit the, the ground concrete. fucked up her feet and she felt comfortable enough to get back in the car and I'm assuming they were going to the hospital or going to the crib or whatever right and I think that's how he's justifying saying I didn't shoot you because technically mm. he doesn't think he shot her because he shot at the ground right. fucked up her feet because he even said like how I shoot you and no bullets <laughs> broke your bones or you know no ligaments or anything like that yep because like it's very difficult to shoot somebody very difficult to shoot them in the feet especially if you're drunk and so, not hit any of that right the, another interesting thing was the uh he's still a sicko let me just get that out there but I think that's how he's justified saying those words the other thing too is I think that on the medical report or something they described her wounds as gunshot wounds. Mm-hmm. But there's also a picture floating around that don't look like a gunshot wound. That it looks look, like shrapnel. Yeah. So like that that but like, I guess technically if somebody shrapnel tells is a you they're gunshot wound, wounds. Right? Yeah. If somebody, but also yeah. shrapnel is a gunshot wound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That, like if you got shot with buckshot, it'll be a gunshot wound, but it's not an actual bullet and you use buckshots, which right. are like little BBs. Right. What um yeah, so at this point, I guess the ball is kind of in Meg's court. Like, what, what, what now? I guess in this situation, I guess I, to be know, honest, I'm surprised she hasn't said anything yet. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't go the fuck off. Yeah, like, um, just how she's been kind of handling things yeah. the last couple months. I would assume she would have at least made a statement or a post. I don't know if she's like traumatized by this and you know going through it or whatever, but. I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that part. You think she heard the album? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Do you listen to the album if you are? Um, I'm not Meg. Well, I guess the tricky part is I would listen to the album if I knew the truth. There like, we go. Because she knows the truth. So, like, if... Things aren't exactly how she said it happened. I probably am listening to it. Here's the problem. This is why this is toxic masculinity. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If you uh if you were to if you were to make a table of contents for this album, right? Yeah. The headlines <laughs> would all be directly to Meg. Mm. <laughs> he's talking to her on this album. Mm. Yeah, he's partly explaining his side of the story, mm-hmm. but he's mostly speaking to Meg. Yeah, we've been through all of this. You know about this. I know about this. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> we have shared this. Mm. You can always. That is never going anywhere. No matter what happens between us, yeah. we can always work this out. I still think about you. <laughs> these are things. Yeah. These. This is directed at her. He, he made Very this true. album for her to hear it, and, and for the people that was talking shit too. Oh, we'll get into that on the lyric breakdown. <laughs> Don't forget about that. The other really important thing about this is um, 
What I think he's doing mm-hmm. is I think he's he's kind of uh, praying is a strong word, but maybe praying on what she doesn't know or isn't one hundred percent sure about. Really, perfect example is the statement of how you know who how you know who shot you with yeah, your back turn. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of so in those. That's the like, gaslighting part. Like, who the fuck else is in the car that's gonna shoot? Well, that's the thing. That's the exactly. That's the yeah. gaslighting. It was like, hold on, who who told you I shot you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just your best friend it. said it. <laughs> With, I'm just saying, as a, <laughs> I know you the trust playbook. Her over me. <laughs> I know the playbook, and I know she how me sowing cheating? seeds of doubt works. I know uh, how this shit works. Got you. Um. I'm glad you're the toxic correspondent for this because I don't I don't think in that way I didn't even think about these points and you make great points. Yeah, I, I've 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 seen this before. I've done I've done some of this <laughs> seen shit it before. And done it. Yeah, I know, seen I, it I, all. I know it. The other part about it is the reason why I have a really hard time, like, uh, absolving or or feeling any kind of real pity for Tori, mm-hmm. is because I kind of feel like I see what he's doing. Mm. And basically, what my conclusion is is that. He did some foul shit. He did yeah. some fucked up shit that he also believes he may have been in the right for or justified for. And to me, that's the problem. Mm. <laughs> to me, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, and so for me, at the end of the day, whatever happened, if Tori fired a weapon at a woman, yeah, that's it. Now there's more context There's a whole bunch Of other things yeah. to that But yeah. it's gonna be Real hard for me To understand the scenario Where that was The proper recourse Yeah Based on my understanding Of y'all's relationship That shit just It's fair enough It's not flying Yeah I mean Yeah we can't Support or condone His actions Now In any way I'm Yeah Yeah now, the interesting part is the smoke that he got for the industry. So that was the other takeaway for me on yeah. this album was that he's also very carefully watching and listening to people talking about him um, in the business. Because I think that he believes in his mind that he'll be back soon. <laughs> and he, and he know, I think he understands what he brings to this industry and that, you know, with a certain level of... Information and transparency or a certain level of benefit of the doubt, yeah. he believes that he'll be back and working in the industry and he's basically uh, you know, calling the people out that he he's watching how they mm-hmm. move and how they're talking about him. Uh specifically in a song called Sorry But I Had To. Um let's put the situation aside for a second. Okay. This song is gonna go down in history. <laughs> <laughs> As one of the greatest diss songs of all time Okay The number of people that he names The things that he says about them Yeah um, Also the tone that he's taking Is very classic I'm just dissing your ass Not it's, really trying to do too much rhyme schemes It kind of reminds me of a 50 cent on how to rob Yes it does I'm just yeah. I'm talking to you yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me explain something to <laughs> Um, I also like that this is a really long song. Pause. Pause. Hey, long yeah. Song. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, man, we're immature. <laughs> Gotta pause the length of songs now. All right. <laughs> um, Why you like your songs so long, nigga? What you doing while you listening to the songs? 
Uh, <laughs> I said that as a person that has a <laughs> specific Spotify playlist called Long, Long Ass Songs song. <laughs> that are all songs over nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's do a. Let's see. How do we want to do this? Do we want to do a lyric breakdown? Are there specific parts of this that we want to play? Like, are there said? I really want to play this whole first, like, not even the whole first verse, but. A good chunk of this first verse. You can play some, break it down, maybe read some lyrics, play, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to play it for the setup, and then I'm going to go into when he started naming names. Okay. Um, but this is Sorry I Had To. Whack is gear. Whack is jewelry. Whack is foot stamps. Whack the way that he talks. Whack the way that he doesn't even like to smile. Whack me. I'm tight as fuck. This beat is fire, by the way. Man. <laughs> My God. We both thought the same. <laughs> but when it first started playing, I was like, oh, shit. I want to write a 16 of this. catching these niggas on Twitter, dissing and talking lies in their lives. I cannot recognize my ex-twin in full disguise since I went in the pen. Who's his ex-twin? In full disguise? Um, Who's that short? Kendrick Lamar? Uh, <laughs> he got to be talking about one of his homies, right? He's talking about a Keebler elf? I don't know. Nigga. I can't recognize my ex twin in full disguise. Mm. Or maybe he's talking about herself. He did his. I did see an interview with his driver saying that he has, uh, uh like a, another persona he goes by. It's on his Instagram. I forgot what the name mm. was. Um, did they say that's his twin? Maybe that's what he's saying. Gotcha. Because his driver was calling him by that name, and he was like, "Yeah, I, uh, Lone Stone." <laughs> He's like, I know Lone Stone. <laughs> Lone Stone and Daystar. <laughs> he was like, Lone. St- he was like, Lone Stone has never been aggressive or um, abusive towards women while I've been around. I never seen that part of him. I was like, I never seen him with Tori, and I never seen him with Lone Stone. <laughs> this is his former bodyguard. He's not his current bodyguard. Wait, he wasn't in the car. Is so. Lone Stone from Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Well, on his Instagram is Longstone Fargo. Oh, no. Which I don't know what the fuck that means. I want to leave him alone. Just kidding. Okay, 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 okay. That's the gaslighting. Relax, relax, Tori. Relax. All right. So he goes, uh, I'm watching niggas analyze me. How are you protecting me but made this whole plan to fry me? So that this is, is directed at Megan for sure. Yep. Right? The whole concept that she was protecting him by lying to the cops and not really mm-hmm. telling all this information. And he's saying, uh, you did all that, but you're actually shitting on my name and trying to destroy me. Yeah. So how, does the, how do those two things line up? And then this is the part we were talking about. If you got shot from behind, how can you identify me? Like, you got shot, but I didn't shoot you. (laughs) That's basically what he said. Well, he's, I don't even know if he's saying you got shot. He said, if you got shot. He doesn't, this is part of my theory. All he's saying is, I didn't shoot you. That's all he's saying. Part of my theory is that if you got shot, like, I I feel like in the booth he did the air air (laughs) Air quotes. quotes. (laughs) Because, like I said, I don't think, I think he shot at her, but I don't think he shot her. Either way, it's still despicable. I don't. I have to keep saying it because people will take you out of context. 
this next line, I'm not going to front, might have to be. <laughs> this this line right here, might this bar right here, might be line of the year or something. Talking Zulu, I could have made the shooters make up and eyes. My ex twin in full disguise. Since I went independent, these niggas want my demise. But I am yeast to the bread, my nigga. Watch me rise. I'm watching niggas analyze me. How you protecting me, but made this whole plan to fry me. Since the event, you never called me, but you can't deny me. If you got shot from behind, how can you identify this me? Right here. It's funny how you got these little foo foo four plaque little juju niggas talking Zulu. I could have made the shooters make a movie like it's Hulu. But who's these new niggas? Talking, bopping, and popping shit, but got less than four accomplishments. I got way more to lose than you do. Uh. Who that, is he talking about? He's talking about everyone. No, no, but that was <laughs> that number four is specific. Four plaque, little juju niggas. Yeah, talking. Oh, oh, ain't her producer name uh, Jew something on the beat? Ah, that's how my uh, Afri- my African friend's father. From Ghana be saying, uh huh. He be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a bar. Um, and I think he's about to start getting into naming names. All right. So I think Asian Dolls up first. <laughs> Watching the industry try to hold you. Asian Doll talking, but shorty, I don't know you. I never met you, nor have I heard a song, and nor have I seen Billboard see your name and then insert a song from out your catalog. Oop, the hat is off. That tatted skin, you battered with scattered scars, but I still respect and help you. Just don't treat me like you see me out in public, and I said fuck it and try to disrespect. Okay, Damn, so we gotta man. talk about this, the Asian doll, because I it's pretty common knowledge. Yeah, yeah that, that they have history. He wrote for her like this. He did. Yeah, See, I don't. They also remember the whole little like fake beef they had. Yeah. When it was like, yeah, I didn't know. I thought that was about like a lyric. I didn't know what it was in relation to exactly. I thought it was in relation to a lyric, and I thought they were playing. Remember uh, when he was beefing with everybody, and it was just kind of playful. He went with uh, Jordan Luke, like they. He was going at a bunch of true, different people, true. and then with him and oh, yeah, Asia Doll, like thing. trying to prove that he can rap, right? And then Asia Doll dissed him a whole bunch on some like funny shit, and he like embraced it, like mm-hmm. he leaned into it. Uh, but what he's saying here is, yeah, all that shit happened, but bitch, I don't know you. I don't like the fuck. I ain't never heard no song from you. I <laughs> like the fuck. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Just don't treat me out in public, and, and I, uh, like I said, fucking and try to disrespect you. Like, bitch, mm-hmm. relax. <laughs> yeah. uh, first set of smoke. Second set. Jojo, that was a bozo move. You trying to take me off a song that got you the most views. Got mad love for you, though, yo. Label, they confused. They spent 50 on my feature. They 50K in the lose right now. Yeah. Nigga, play me, nigga, play me. To the day I get to say me. I'm watching Mad Face and y'all niggas is moving shady. Delusional life. All right. I have a question. Yes. If you, I thought he would be making more for a feature, first of all. But... I wonder what his rate's gonna be now. Rate's gonna be low. You gotta be right. Yeah, it's gonna be very low. Um, 50K for a feature, that does sound kinda low. The other thing is. I thought he was in the 100 Club, yeah, to be honest. The other thing is, he also sounds a little bit off base or, or out of touch. He's like, you trying to take me off a song that got you the most views. That's not the important thing, <laughs> piece of information here. That's not what's important. I think that's interesting. Uh, got mad love for you, though. Your label is confused. 
they spent 50 on my feature and they lost and they 50k in the lose. So basically, they already paid me for this shit. Yeah. Which is also out of touch because really it's about the residuals. True. And the streaming dollars. True, but true. Whatever. Uh, a little bit more situationally relevant information coming in these next couple bars. Like how that 1942 from Kali House still got you talking crazy. That mm. speaks to the allegations that she was talking reckless to his eye. Yeah, he abusively. Kind of, I guess he kind of confirmed the rumor about Meg being jealous of um, Tori flirting with Kylie, right? Yeah, is that this song where he talks about that? It's one of the songs. Bro, this nigga is. He was like, yeah, I had a crush on her. But I would have went home with you if you asked me. Like, what? This nigga <laughs> is out of control. Yeah. He was like, he was like, yeah, I know you was mad at me about Kylie. And she was looking like an angel the whole night. But I wasn't on that. <laughs> but I could have been. And I should have I got been. a crush on her. And I got a crush on her. And I'd take her down right now. But Kylie, since you the you homie. <laughs> but she just a homie. And I was with you. So I didn't. But I could have. And she cute. So just in case yeah. But I love you And you could always come back But she was yeah. looking good that night Just to be He's clear like, We can agree on that right Right, right. <laughs> Let's just be honest <laughs> but, the, um, but, he ne- but the other part of that rumor As far as like Her being mad at him about that This is the only juice he gives that Yeah all. cause he never talks about the abuse part Cause she clear, Like the rumor was She got mad at him for Flirting Kylie This she is why she could come back him. I ain't gonna tell nobody Yeah Maybe that's what he's referring to when he said, I'm not going to tell nobody. Yep. But she claims she did not hit him, so, you know. Fuck a hell of handshake from niggas. The past months, the energy been mad fake from niggas. But I'm lifted up. Brand saran rap talents gifted up. And if I drop this shit for a second, I'm back to pick it up. Unapologetically, jumped inside the pool and Kylie's face was looking heavenly. And this is They got this picture painted heavily. I pray to God remember me. Faith and turn on my situations to a melon tree. All right, now, JR caught a, caught a, caught a real <laughs> stray here. This thing. <laughs> Did you see what he wrote? He, he responded to this? Yeah, like no, in the shade room. He's like, this broke boy talk right here. <laughs> terrible comeback, JR. <laughs> yeah, like, this you're was, in, the, in the finals. I'll let you get that off. Yeah. But that was a terrible comeback. That was not only a terrible com- comeback, but he really kind of tore up this nigga. Yeah, really quickly. Jr. Smith, this the pot that piss, and you the last cat that should talk about some shots that hit. Show mm. performance and percentage, play a role in riding benches, nigga. I'm from the Ooh. trenches, nigga. You the type to buy a chick of eighty inches, still won't get an inch up in her. All right, we gotta stop right there. Goddamn, because we know <laughs> that that happened. It, we know. Oh, we I know. I know that. No, 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 no. Okay. We know that Tori found out. From some girl oh, okay. that J.R. Smith bought her an 80 inch TV screen and never smashed. And the crazy part about that is that nigga is definitely married. So I know he was mad to hear that bar. Man. So, yeah. <laughs> His wife was like, Did you listen to that toy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would, you shouldn't listen to it either. We're not supporting I'm him. In, I'm in the bubble. I'm at, I got to go right now. Right. Yeah, we got practice. <laughs> Team meeting. Like it's midnight. Uh, yeah, emergency. <laughs> emergency meeting. <laughs> team meeting. You saw Brownie on Instagram. We got <laughs> we to have a team meeting about that right. one. They know I'll be smoking, so I, they want me to talk to them, baby. <laughs> we need to figure out. Everybody needs to be watching Instagram stories and Insta lives for the chick with an 80 inch TV screen. <laughs> That makes that some subliminal, <laughs> yeah. That makes some subliminal hints about her TV. Mm. We know that Jr. bought it trying to smash, but didn't get to smash. Um, let's see. I want to see if there's any other names that we could jump to. 
Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, he also talks about the whole snitching trope in this, too. Mm-hmm. He leans into that. That's another thing that I didn't like. You didn't like it? No, I didn't like I didn't like him leaning into, uh, oh, Meg, people got you trying to snitch on me. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is a bad play. Okay. Bad play. I thought you were talking about where he said, like, I don't even remember, so I can't even bring it up. I don't know how to make some shit up and sound crazy. So right, right. I won't be saying that. Um, I want to skip to where he talks about. Uh, I think he talks about Bun B coming up. Yeah. Okay, now all right, this is important. That was a uh, respectful, respectful bars. The 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 thing about this, this is this is the kind of in the genius of Tori. Yeah, because he did that in the most respectful, disrespectful way possible. <laughs> He's very he respectful his name. to Rick Ross, and he blurred Pimp C's name. Oh, that was Pimp C. See, I never figured. I thought he was talking about one of. That's Chance Bar was good too. The Chance thing goes hard too. Anytime I brought these bitches up, you strap niggas out here telling Megan she should go tell. But she won't tell the truth because I'll be kicked up in my hotel. When it's spiteful and shiesty, it's when it's spiteful and shiesty, it's real trife. You niggas playing Instagram, I'm finna talk about an open case just for some likes. I promise we done work too many nights. We talking nice, we worked in a wage, flipping turn through the page. We got Bum B on live saying I should burn in a cage. And these times of black lives, he's saying I should turn to a slave. If he and Smith heard that, then my nigga will have a rage right now. No discipline, okay. but you may be okay. son. Like the way that reverse sounded, it does sound like it was a Pimp C. Like he didn't bleep it out, he reversed it. Yes. Yeah, reverse. Mm. Um, I, that it, I, I don't know if it's as respectful as I thought well, it was. He blurted because he could have just said. But Pimp did C. he? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, if I you think, know what the word means, does it count? It's like when people, if a white person was like, "You n word," like it still feels like. Right, a wait, nigga. side question: Would you be offended if a white person said "nigra"? <laughs> like if hybrid were, of Negro. If they weren't from the south, yes. If they were from the south, you couldn't be mad. Yeah, because these niggers running around. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if they're like a northerner, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Relax. So yeah, I I feel like this was a res- respectful. It was the respect he showed made it more disrespectful. I feel like <laughs> if that makes sense by blurring his name. He made it obvious who he was saying, right? Like, mm. oh no. Uh, See, I guess when I first initially heard that, I thought he was like. Talking about one of his shooters, but he like bleeped out the name. Mm-mm-mm. I think so he's talking about it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. And then, ooh, also mm, this right. piece. If I have enough free time, I'm just gonna try to re-reverse it. <laughs> oh yeah, you could do that. <laughs> See what it says. The other part is I'm too young to another respectfully disrespectful yeah, part. Yeah. I'm too young to give you lessons, but I'm still give you one. Stay the fuck out my business, nigga. <laughs> That was that was very very interesting. Well, um, technically, he wasn't in his business; he was in Meg's business. That's true. Because if you well, watch his case, right? But if 
I, I didn't. I don't know if I saw the whole thing because I was like, I just want to see what he said. And he he said what I thought he was going to say in the first mm-hmm. few minutes, where he's like, you know, this is about protecting black women, protecting Meg. But maybe in the second part, I missed that. The rest of this information, the next few lines are very, very good, very, very important. I think I'm gonna run this back so we can hear the whole, so we can hear the whole chance mm. smoke because this is good. Talk about the big pimping video. Yeah, yeah. This is why they flick their tongue. I'm too young to give you lessons, but I like to give you one. Please stay the fuck up out my case. I ain't convicted, son. Chance to rap. Mm. Too irrelevant. I was close line with my chain look at heaven sent. Next line, next line. Cause mama always told me don't you chew at food unless you would eat that shit for next time. Alright, so now this is more, I think, if I'm a if I'm a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Or part, part exactly. of this case, this part right here, I'm paying a lot of attention to. Yeah. I made too much money with Rock Nation for niggas to be thinking I can't correlate the fact that it's only niggas out your roster hating, contemplating these thoughts in my head. Like, how the fuck these niggas calling me, threatening me not to make no statements? Huh. The nerve nowadays. I'm hitting certain niggas with the swerve nowadays. All right, thoughts on the Rock Nation bar? I think th- that could be a coincidence. But I think the interesting part there was that he said niggas threatened me not to talk. Mm-hmm. Who are these niggas? Is he still talking about Rock Nation people? I think so. Because that is interesting because, like, if you wanted him to come out and say something, but you're threatening him not to say something, that gives credence to his toxic thing that Meg, what she thought happened, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if he's saying people are calling him, threatening him not to say the truth from Rock Nation, and she's, like, one of the up-and-coming Rock Nation stars, that means there's something going on that we don't know about. Yes, I agree with that. The other way to look at that is Rock Nation being super defensive of Meg and being like, nigga, you've done enough. Leave her alone. Don't say shit. True. But he's toxic, so you don't think it that way. Exactly. (laughs) And it's also not as fun. He got some more smoke for some people right here. One dream doll hit record. Mm, I'll wait. I, I didn't know he two, had two I, bars in this yeah, song. Yeah, he's mad at her. Yeah. Hey, Masika, this your chance. You in every Twitter debate and every shade room comment like common sense ain't common sense. Like we be needing your two cents and all your vents. Faking the kidnapping for your only fans and trying to front Ooh. like missing kids was your intent. If that's that type of shit you teach in car, then you should sit in a pen. All right, when you start talking about people's kids. Yeah, that's how you know you really, you really got most the smoke. Yeah, he has a good point though. Old girl did do that terrible fake. I've been kidnapped. I've been robbed. You did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you saw it, I'm assuming other people saw it. That yeah. shit was bullshit. Yeah, she was wilding. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, when people start bringing up people's kids, they're really upset. True. And watch people disagree in the end. You try to make it facts, but it's a lie in the end. Oh, it ain't funny when it's your turn. The spectators got their lighters out with gasoline and wanting your burn. Fuck a caption. This is facts with no capping. My- All right, now you're doing a little bit. I don't like this comparison to the other goats. I don't like that shit. Um, that's for the most part it on this song. But he has smoke for fucking everybody, it seemed like. Yeah. Um, it's also a kind of a good song. You said it's what? <laughs> it's kind of a good song. It, it is. <laughs> I, if, if I could just take out the Meg parts yeah. and he's just talking shit parts, it's a really good it's really dope song. It's really dope. Um, all right. I feel like we've given Tori enough energy 
Oh, huge news. Huge, 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 big, 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 big deal. Uh, Pause. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Deion Sanders was just uh, named the coach for Jackson State's football team. Can we get, we got drums or gunshots or, or something what for that? What do we have for that? We got some. Yeah. More fire. <laughs> so shout out to Deion Sanders, man. This is really exciting. I love amazing, this move. Yeah. I love it, love it, love it. Bring these big names to these HBCUs. Let's start turning this yeah. shit up. We talked a few weeks ago uh, on this podcast Mikey. about what it would be yeah. like. Yeah, we talked about Mikey and what it would be like if athletes like him started going to these HBCUs. And I think a part of making that happen is trying to get some credibility in the coaches and the actual mm-hmm. athletics and you know, uh, mm-hmm. ability to turn these young folks into professionals and those prospects. I think that's huge. Yeah. And for Jackson State to go and get Deion Sanders, who is fucking prime time. That is just who it is. You know, <laughs> who wouldn't want to fucking play for Deion Sanders? Come on, Sanders, man. Bro. <laughs> and even as an older dude, like oh, he's old school. He's so flashy and cocky that young yeah. people are going to. You, like, the shit he was be, doing then is what rappers do now. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So. Man, I think this is just a, a an yeah, amazing move. Also, it doesn't Dion have a team? Yeah, he uh he started Prime Academy. Yes. So like yeah. So he's he's they've been really good. So yeah. Out I, there, I, I believe in Texas. So um big shout out to Deion Sanders, man. Big shout out to Jackson State. I just hope that if I have a kid that he's still coaching at Jackson State mm. so I can send my kid there. Cause it was gonna be Arizona State with um uh, uh, oh shit! What's his name? Herm Edwards. Is it? Yes. In Arizona, he because I was like, man, he needs to be coaching. Yeah, Herm is. He's, uh, a, he's been coaching Arizona State, I think, two years, and last uh, year they went to a bowl game. Like yeah, he yeah. just immediately turned them around. From I remember reading about Herm Edwards in a book. Um, I can't remember the book. Who like, is that nigga? He's very smart, like and very, uh, very brilliant. high emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I'm interested to learn more about what he's doing down in Arizona. I'm going to have to look for him. Shout out to Hearn, but he ain't coaching at HBCU. Dion That's is. true. <laughs> so I want to see, um, you know, what would be really, really cool? You know how a lot of the conversation in the NFL is about the coaching pipeline, right? Yeah. What would be so dope is if black coaches just said, you know what? Fuck, Fuck y'all pipeline. We just <laughs> finna turn up these HBCUs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, HBCUs ain't really known for being powerhouse football teams even though for the most part they're all d1 i know morehouse is yeah. like nai naia or whatever the fuck yeah. so they're like below d1 but like grambling mm. fucking there's some niggas in the in the nfl that went to grambling yes, so yes. like they fucking fam like the yeah. niggas can fucking play <laughs> like they're, they're good yeah. so one of the scariest people i ever met in my life went to grambling this one was my where, coach's father where his son was already scary, but his father <laughs> That's a scary dude. Yeah, yeah shout um, out to them. Shout out to the Coach Hill. Them country like country militarized black folks. <laughs> yeah, they're too. This is gonna be dope, man. I'm very excited, man. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I I can't wait to see this. And this is also gonna be a trend too, because I think that you know it's gonna be some other HBCUs that I mean we know how mm-hmm. many are. Mm-hmm. Oh y'all got Dion. Okay. Um, it's been another one. It's been a, a good one. Uh, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> I feel like this is. There's a lot that can't that yeah, happen in this. This is <laughs> a feel lot like of we're content get in some this back on the uh, pause. Oh, hey, yeah. on the Tory Lanez part, but and we'll the, see. Maybe the Breonna Taylor. I don't know. We'll I see. Feel like people want us to 
leave and say certain things sometimes. I want folks to recognize the differences in our voices too. So I am the Wayfair. And AKA, I also am the Wayfair. <laughs> AKA Quentin Quarantino. AKA the Banter Boss. AKA Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. These are facts. Here's always the other person, the other voice that is not mine speaking right now. Um, Wayfair. Is the uh, captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, aka the box hunter, <laughs> aka one pop poppy, aka the bottom feeder, bring it ass eating back. 2021. 2020. Oh, wait, why are you waiting until 2021? Nigga, coronavirus. You what kind of no, question is that? You don't want a corona booty. <laughs> Can you, you know corona? <laughs> Can corona be in that? Anyway, this has been the self medicated <laughs> podcast for September 28th. Uh, we out. <laughs>